For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. President Biden has returned to the White House after his summit yesterday with Russian President Vladimir Putin and his earlier attendance at a NATO summit. Biden is plunging back into the battle to win congressional approval of his domestic agenda, including an ambitious infrastructure plan. He'll have to decide how to relate to an emerging bipartisan plan being hammered out by a group of 21 Democratic and Republican senators. At the same time, Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer convened a private meeting of the Democratic senators on the Budget Committee, led by Bernie Sanders, to set the groundwork for a process that would allow majority passage of the package without the need for Republican votes. Initial Senate votes could start next month. West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is opening the door to supporting a voting rights bill. Manchin has proposed an extensive list of proposed changes to the legislation ahead of a showdown vote in the Senate later this month. He said he's now open to supporting a bill if it is revised. Despite declaring earlier this month the measure was the wrong piece of legislation to bring the country together. Manchin would leave sizable portions of the legislation intact or with limited changes, including automatic voter registration, making Election Day a holiday, and mandating 15 days of early voting. He does favor a national voter ID requirement where voters could show a utility bill or other identifying document to vote. His proposal leaves out the creation of a public financing system for congressional campaigns and would allow for greater limits on mail voting. Manchin's evolving position comes as he has faced tremendous pressure from voting rights groups who have held protests in his home state. President Biden is set to sign a law making Juneteenth a new federal holiday. The day commemorates June 19, 1865, when Union soldiers brought the news of freedom to enslaved black people in Galveston, Texas. It was two months after the Confederacy had surrendered and about two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. It's the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day was created in 1983. Nadia Ramlagan reports. A day celebrating the end of slavery is on its way to becoming a federal holiday as the House passed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act by a vote of 415 to 14. All 14 no votes came from Republicans. Texas Representative Sheila Jackson Lee shortly before the vote. But what I see here today is racial divide crumbling, being crushed this day under a momentous vote uh, that brings together people who understand the value of freedom. Celebrated on June 19th, Juneteenth commemorates when the last remaining enslaved people in Galveston, Texas, were emancipated by Union soldiers. For Pacifica Network and Public News Service, I'm Nadia Ramlagan. California's power grid operator is calling for voluntary conservation measures this evening on what's expected to be the hottest day of the week. Large portions of California and much of the West are suffering from a heat wave blanketing the region. It's affecting an estimated 45 million people. Matt Mills with the National Weather Service. We actually have a very large area of high pressure sitting over the desert southwest that originated around the Four Corners region, and it's building westward, and that westward building of the high pressure is bringing a large, warm air mass over the western U.S., including California. The California Independent System Operator has issued a flex alert 
from 5 to 10 p.m. It's urging people to set thermostats to 78 degrees or higher and to avoid using major appliances. Environmental activists in Spain have lodged a legal claim against the government for what they say are its inadequate efforts to reduce carbon emissions driving the climate emergency. The action in Spain's Supreme Court is a preliminary step to filing a lawsuit. An attorney with Greenpeace said Spain's national plan to cut its greenhouse gas emissions 23 percent from 1990 levels by the end of the decade falls short of the European Union target of a 55 percent reduction. The World Health Organization says the African continent is experiencing a third wave of the coronavirus pandemic. COVID-19 cases in Africa are surging by more than 20 percent week over week, deaths up by 15 percent. Almost 12 million Africans are now fully vaccinated. That's still less than 1 percent of the continent's population. Africa has one-sixth of the world's population. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.